You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Here we are, episode eight, story time, rapid fire Q&A with our guest, DJ Red. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Your pleasure. <laughs> our pleasure for having you in the van. So thanks for thanks for coming in. And we're looking forward to talking about some Bonnaroo, Absolutely. obviously. Oh, yeah. We talked about in uh, episode seven, kind of a lead in, that Bonnaroo was something we were going to get into. We knew that we were going to have you come join us. Uh, it's co- upcoming this weekend. Actually, what, starts tomorrow? Is that right? Wednesday? The gates open on Wednesday. The gates open Wednesday. Shows so. on Thursday. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So they do a little weird, silly stuff Wednesday night. I thought like some little like tiny stage stuff. I think that's Thursday night. <clears throat> Is it main stuffs Friday, Saturday, Sunday, early Sunday night. Cool. Mm. So DJ Red. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Hayden's like, no, I'm Red. It's like, well, we can call him DJ. Red. Well, there's two gingers in here today. Yeah, yeah. There what's are. gonna go? What's gonna happen? It's even. We're even. So <laughs> two on two, there we go. So we're going to get started. What we'd like to do, some Q&A. Hopefully some of them are going to lead some down some stories. Feel free to elaborate on anything that we ask you. And first thing that comes to mind on some of them. Um, but yeah, let's have some fun. We're going to head and kick it off. Well, just as a pre, uh, uh, preface to my, all of mine are festival and music based. So be prepared for that, for this whole thing. All right. All right. Ready? So what's your favorite festival ever that you've been to? Because I know you haven't just been to Bonner. I know you're a. I'm gonna have to say goer. all good, all good, all good. Virginia, is that where it is? West Virginia, West Virginia, somewhere up up north. It, t- it took a long time to get there, and <laughs> honestly, I don't remember exactly where it was. <laughs> it was in the mountains. It was beautiful. It's not there anymore. So they're not doing mm. all good anymore. It's not where it used to. It's they, they do it, but it's not in the beautiful mountains. Oh, gotta... it used to be like think on top of a mountain in the Smokies. Oh, yeah, it like was is that what is that what made it so appealing? Is yeah, that it, was it was in the just, mountains. It was a low, it was... lower key festival, you know, a more real band type stuff, less pop acts. It was beautiful mountains. The camping was all varied. It was, I mean, hmm. I was didn't all good. Don't they do like thirty five, forty thousand people or something? Like that? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think there was like twenty. Decent. Yeah, it's it's big, but it's they only have three stages and only one stage plays at a time. It's one amphitheater. Oh, okay. See, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is the better idea. Because that's the... <sighs> but that's how they did it. I don't know if it's still done that way. Like, Bonnaroo, like, that's the only thing that sucks, is yeah. you have to... You got to make a schedule, and you got to freaking stick to it. Like... Yeah, and you're still going to miss some good bands. Yeah, you can't You can't win at all. You can... Yeah, like, I, that's what I... You know, I, I think I went, like, five times. I think that many times I went. But... Again, it's one of those things that kind of start to blur together. <laughs> like, how many times did I go? They're kind of the same, and they're kind of different. But uh, was like, you just have to make a schedule and watch the whole set. Mm-hmm. Pick this group. Say, I'm going to watch the whole set of this one, and then when we're done here, the next one that we're going to see is this one, and we're going to watch that whole set and just commit. Like skipping around just sucks. See, like, that's what I do. I can't. I'm not a committer. I'm <sighs> like, I got to go with the flow. Like I, I don't want to see two songs from this person. I want to see what I want to see their whole thing start to finish. Like I feel you. Yeah, know. I've done that. But it's cool because they also only play for like forty five minutes. Most of them. So you're not sitting there for like a two hour. Like, oh my god, I got to hear this whole thing. You know, where's like, the bathroom at? Yeah, right. <laughs> What's the furthest you've ever traveled to go to a music festival? I think all good. It took a long time, and uh, yeah, it took a long time. So West Virginia from here is... I think it was like 10 hours. Yeah, it's a drive. Mm. It's a little Shoot. Bit of a drive. I didn't realize it was that far. Yeah, I'm trying to... Real, I didn't either until we went. I'm trying to picture how cool that would be, though, in the mountains. You know? I mean, you know, it's the, the Smokies up there, basically. Right, it's, and right. And it's just... It's pretty. Yeah. And everyone... There was points, and there was congregations of people <clears throat> just staring with their mouths open, no joke, looking at the beauty of the landscape, like, arms around each other, just... It really was special in that way. Nice. That's freaking awesome. That mm-hmm. is awesome. I'm well, thinking I've never of, heard of it. It's called All Good, huh? I'm thinking of the sound quality up there. I mean, that must have been pretty cool to listen to, though. It was in a natural amphitheater. Yeah. And uh, the way they had the light, it really was just perfect. Hmm. It even rained. And one night, uh, Sound Tribe played till uh, sunup. And uh, we'd been drinking all night. You know how it goes. <laughs> Got separated, and the fog rolled in, and it was freezing cold, you know, kind of dewy, wet, and you couldn't see five feet. And I was 
I was twisted. <laughs> it was like six in the morning and I could not find my way. I wandered for like two hours. <laughs> no, and I was like, this is it. I'm done. This is the end of me right here. I'm going to die in the mountains I'm in gonna, West Virginia. Yeah, I'm just going to lay in this ditch and wake up in the morning and maybe I won't. And then I stumbled upon my tent and my buddy was there and he had he had tied up balloons to have a party with. And I got there. He's like, dude, I've been waiting for two hours on you. <laughs> let's let's party with these balloons. And we did. Nice. That's awesome. And sun up. Yes. Dude, I, I, it was burning the fog off at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how lost I was. Nice. Uh, so I'll, I'll go another one. Who's Who's been your favorite act that you've ever seen at a festival? Sound Tribe Sector 9. Just... If you haven't heard them, look them up. Oh, I've heard them. I'm just... If you haven't seen them, they're not... They go through their ebbs and flows, and uh, they're in an ebb right now. <laughs> it's called just being around too long. But they come They come and go. I mean, it's just... It's the nature of, like, the touring... Eternally touring jam band. Mm. Right now, I don't think they're peak, but I think 2008, 2011, it was just the best thing. That I mean, the best thing that there was. Hmm. How about this? We introduced you as DJ Red. You're also a DJ, correct? Correct. That would make sense with the name. How did it all start for you? Uh, it was Sound Tribe Sector 9. I saw him at the Bijou Theater in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, I had taken uh, a lot of beer, a lot of whiskey, <laughs> a lot of doobies. <laughs> and uh, we were front row, and I'd never seen them. I'd only heard their album. They sound nothing live like their album. It all, not, not even you wouldn't. They, they sound like a DJ on their CD, but they're actually a five-piece band. They they blew my mind so tremendously and profoundly that I went home that night and I was like, what 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 just happened? What huh. how did they do that? Like, what did I just experience? And then I started taking jazz piano at UT and self taught myself a bunch of instruments. And then I found out being in a band is really hard. <laughs> Bandmates rarely do what you want them to. So then I just became a DJ. And then uh, this dude was like. This is no joke. This dude, he owned a bar, played a birthday party. He was like, listen, man, you're young, you're dumb. Let me give you some advice. He said, play the music that gets the pussies wet. Whoa. <laughs> and I was, like, oh, I, was like, I was like, what do you mean by that? How old was this man? He was about 30. I was about 21. Okay. We're still friends to this day. I still work for him. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And he said, play the music the girls want. So I was like, okay. And I went home, got a bunch of things. He booked me a sorority party. And then I played... Five a week for the next eight years. Wow. <laughs> <Man>. So <clears throat> that actually kind of answers, I guess, one of my follow-up questions is, what's the best advice someone's given you? Is it, is Play, it that? Give the girls what they want. Give the girls what they the want. The dudes will always do what the girls want. Yeah. Well, hey, that's true in life. In man. anything in so life. So it's true in DJing, too. Mama's always in charge. Man, that's very interesting. That's a very interesting <laughs> angle. All right. So uh, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen? Not just at Bond, just at any festival. What's just the... Who's that weirdo that you were like, oh my god, what did I just see? Um, well, he's a buddy, actually. <laughs> so he knows this person. Uh-oh. <laughs> and will you edit this part out? I'm going to say his name, but I'd like you... To, I'm going to restart it with just the letter. His name is... No, I don't know. He's okay. the nicest dude, but he's fucking crazy. I'll, I'll cut his name. All right, so E, we're at Tool... Bonnaroo, whatever year that was, I don't even remember. That was like seven? I think, I would, somewhere around there. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, probably seven. I wish I would have been at that oh one. Oh my, it, it's top three shows I've ever seen in my life. With Paul McCartney being number one. And um, we're going, and uh, Maynard was like, and I'd like to welcome the Prince of Darkness himself, <laughs> Tom Morello! <laughs> Tom Morello comes out and he's like shredding. And then they shoot these laser beams that have unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Just shooting the whole sky with laser beams, flipping every which way. And my buddy Earl, he's starting to get agitated. Or E, rather. He's starting to get agitated. And we like look over and he flips his bag off and he starts saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who out. And we're like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> he gets down on his knees and he's like saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father out in heaven, our Father out. And there's like a circle of strangers opening up around this guy because he's being so crazy. <laughs> And we're like, don't worry about it. He does this sometimes. Like, it's not a big deal. He's, he's harmless. Oh, he just does this. Yeah, like, he was camping with us. He's kind of a mooch, but he's a really nice dude who, like, wouldn't do anything that crazy. And we're like, nah, just let him do his thing. He'll snap out of it. And we were, you know, you know how you are. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, we're just like, whatever. 
and he's and then he starts grabbing us. He's like, Maynard, he's gonna steal your soul. <laughs> he's gonna steal your soul. And we're like, what? Chill out, man. And he's like, no, you don't understand. He's the Antichrist, and he's here to steal our soul. Look at the lasers. <laughs> we're all like, what? Chill out. And he's like, I have to stop the apocalypse or something like that. Something about end of times apocalypse. And then he just charges into the crowd, just goes forward towards the stage. And everyone's looking at us like we're supposed to do something about it. Like, oh, what's wrong with your friend? We're like, I don't fucking know. Who knows with this guy? Like, he didn't hurt anyone, right? We just picked his bag up. Ended up taking it back. He was sleeping on the ground at our campsite. Put it there. We see him 36 hours later. And he walks in the tent with two balloons and one in each hand, okay? <laughs> and he's like, oh, what's up? Oh, we're like, what ha- What is wrong with you? And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He's like, I went to the medical tent after that because I was feeling weird and <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and they gave me some water and I chilled out. And then I went to Sound Tribe and raged some more. <laughs> we were like, dude, what? And he's like, and then I got these balloons. Who wants one? And he goes. <laughs> and then he falls flat on his face. <laughs> and both the balloons go. <laughs> and fly off into the just random campsites. And we just like rolled him over and put him on the thing. And then he wakes up and he's just like. <laughs> and that was it that's like, never got brought up again and right. he's like still my buddy to my this day like that's bonnery right oh, there that, that's that's like the tip top epitome <laughs> of hedonistic bonnery that's right bonnery <laughs> hedonistic my goodness <laughs> that's bonnery right there I don't know how I'm gonna ask the rest of these questions <laughs> alright so I have a DJ question for you for up and coming DJs mm-hmm. what what advice can you give you them, and what is the biggest mistake among them? Okay, they're actually one and the same, okay? Okay. This is for any artist, and it sounds counterproductive, but it's not. And if you talk to any real, creative, whatever, those are in air quotes for your audio people, uh, you need to sell out as soon as possible. And here's why. you got to sell out, because, you know, every artist wants to do their own thing. I want to do my own thing. I want to share my, my thing with the people and let them blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. That will never work unless you're just like a, a, a dang prodigy or whatever, unless you're just the next thing, which don't count on that. You need to sell out as soon as possible. Get a job doing the most commercial thing you possibly can. Then you can understand the industry, see how it all works, hone your skills beyond what you would be as an amateur through this other, you know, you just get someone paying you to do this other thing. For me, that was like playing pop music for sororities and fraternities. But, you know, really, I wanted to play original electronic stuff like that. But no one really wants to hear that. And I'm not good enough to do that. Hmm. Just starting out. But if you sell out, in air quotes, that's you still get to be a DJ. I still make a lot of money. I still get to have fun. I'm still, you know, ultimately getting to what my end goal is. And then when that time comes, when you're really ready to pounce on whatever it is that your end goal is, you're, you've equipped yourself with contacts, skills, repertoire um respect venues to play at. yeah like people networking right because you can't just it, uh, if i had a dollar for every person that's like hey man i want to be a dj blah, 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 i probably have like damn ten thousand dollars at this point <laughs> but that doesn't because they don't get it and then the other thing is realize what it is that you're selling as a dj i'm not selling a party i'm not even right i'm not selling music i'm not even selling a party what i'm selling is alcohol mm. <laughs> So it, point. so it goes back to the girl thing of girls want drinks, guys got to buy them. I sell alcohol. And if the bar makes money, I make money. The bar doesn't make money selling nothing, peanuts, water. They sell money or they, they make money selling expensive drinks, mm-hmm. shots. And then I get a percentage of that basically at the end of the day. So you have to, but that's really one layer deeper than what it seems like what, what I'm doing. So do you pull the whole, like, who doesn't have a drink right now? More or less. Not quite. <laughs> not, but, like, hey, we got these specials tonight. We got so-and-so bartending. Y'all go over there. Give them a, give them a good fat tip with that excellence. Start, be kind of cheesy about oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And mm. then I'll, like, scratch something to, like, make a notice. We'll be like, one more time, y'all. You got to say everything twice. No one listens to the first one. Yeah. One more time, y'all go over there and get you some drinks. <laughs> and play a new song. And he gets tipped more. The whole thing works out better because really it seems like what I'm doing is playing music, but what I'm really doing, which it sucks to admit kind of as an artist in air quotes, 
but what I'm really doing is keeping people there to buy drinks. Well, you're making it fun. That's a that's a function of why they but you have to ult- give you a percentage. But you have to ultimately think what what am I here to do? And if you can and the and knowing, if that's what motivates you. Well, no, no, what, you're what just saying where the is, revenue comes from is because. But, of But drinks. I want to do the best job that I can, so I have to know what it is that I'm doing, which isn't just playing music. It's like playing party music that makes you want to drink with your buddies and stick around and see what DJ Red's going to play next. Hmm. But I wouldn't really get to that point <laughs> but unless I knew exactly. I what. guess I'll push it just a little bit. Um, at the current level that you're at, that's what your current role is. So I, I see where your mind is. Your mind's in the right spot. You're going to do what's necessary for, to pay the bills for the specific okay. role. But if your specific role calls for you to focus more on the music and getting the party going, then isn't that also a function of what you do? Yeah, for sure. I'm, the party going is I got to leave tension to that you always want me to play the next song. Correct. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. So if it. you notice while you're <clears throat> if you notice while you're DJing if drinks aren't pouring fast enough, you'll go ahead and switch what whatever I don't you're... I don't watch the bars so much as I watch the crowd. Okay. But every but that's what's that's the both the easiest part and the hardest part of DJing. Is there's this technical hurdle you have to get past with all the equipment and everything. But once you get past that hurdle, all you do is watch the crowd. And you can see them. It's either it's white or black. I'll play a song. They either like it and they're dancing. And I can see the whole thing moving in time with the song. Mm-hmm. Or they don't and they're standing around talking. Mm-hmm. Not moving. And then if they like it, I find another song of that same flavor and variety. Think of it like a tree that goes off. I've got all these yeah. different mixes playing next. Like three songs ahead in every direction. So say I'm playing like... Lil John or something, and it's going off. I'm gonna stay in that like twerk, crazy <laughs> Lil John, Dirty South flavor. But if like that's not working, maybe I'm gonna go to like Bruno Mars and keep it a little mm-hmm. sexier and lighter or something like that. And if they dig that, then I'm gonna go to like uh, some Michael Jackson, maybe. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you gotta just watch them. But that's hard to do because you got all this other stuff going on. People are bugging you, but all you gotta watch it. And when it comes to a party, man, you got to keep the girls happy because if the girls are moving, the dudes are going to move. Doesn't that make there's, so much I mean, sense? There's no, that, like... there's no <laughs> parties where you're going to walk into where there's a bunch of dudes no, up dancing. No, never. It's never happened. And, and the girls are chilling at Maybe the bar. Maybe a dubstep concert. But other than that, like it's never <laughs> happened. That's not happening that way. That's Maybe. funny. I've got one for you here. This is going to switch things up a little bit. Would you rather be famous while you're alive and be forgotten or unknown while you're alive and then famous when you die? Famous while alive and forgotten. Why? This is going to sound vain, but, oh, it's fun. It's fun when people think you're cool. <laughs> yeah. You get yeah. to do different things, and people treat you way differently. Like DJ Red, he he gets way more attention than real me. Right. <laughs> uh, For sure. 5,000% more. I believe that 100%. And it's, I don't know if it's like it's a psychological thing as much, but it's, I mean, it's a real thing. Like when I'm DJ Red doing my thing... He gets 5,000% more attention than just me. I love how you say he. <laughs> well, because like I have to get up there and act like a crazy asshole. Like, if I was up there, I'd be like, ugh, this is kind of weird. But when I go up there and I'm like, I'm DJ Red. Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm DJ Red. Who's here to party? Dude, Let me I hear love, y'all. I love that you look at it that way. It's your character that yeah, makes yeah, you it's money. A, it's, a, yeah. it's a character. And when, I, I'm, when I'm him. I, I just I love it that you look at it that way. <laughs> well, I should look at my job that way. I learned it. Uh, I was an MC up at uh, resort in Gatlinburg, and we had three nights of two parties each night of about three hundred people. So you know, like tens of thousands oh, of wow. people. Yeah, like big room parties. And I wore a little black tux, had a wireless mic, played cheesy music. But for like fifteen twenty minutes of it, it was supposed to be like a cheesy DJ act. But I turned it into like a ridiculous comedy routine about making fun of like the whole experience, basically. And people loved it. I, like they loved me. They, I had regulars that came on vacation, saw me, and hugged me. I knew their kids. Like it was oh, the that's funnest. Awesome. It was the funnest thing ever. But the first three months I did it, I got fired because I couldn't get into character. I just couldn't be ridiculous enough, and I couldn't be, couldn't be. I wasn't being what I needed to be. And then he was like, dude, come back and kill it, and I'll give you your job back. And I came back, and I was like, I'm going to be DJ Red. I'm not, the, I, I'm not that entertaining, but if I invent this person that is, I'm just going to be him when I need to be him. That's awesome. And it's worked ever since. That's awesome. That's what I think a lot of people like that have to do, because it's, 
You can't be yourself. You're boring. Super, <laughs> super successful people. You're boring. Not you personally, but like. Yeah. 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 I get it. I to- it's just the way it is. That's a very good way of putting it. I totally get that. That's that's crazy. One more. Would you rather never use social media or any app again or never watch TV? Wait. Like social media, like Reddit? All of them. Social T- media t- No or TV. I've, I got to have Reddit. <laughs> Why Reddit? It's just like an aggregate news website. It's got everything on it. So I got my I got my news subreddit. I got my space. I got my Knoxville. Got my DJ. Got my you know whatever else. That's your thing though. Reddit. Yeah, hmm. it's pretty cool. That's R- interesting. dot com. R e d d i t. I've heard of it before. Check it out. It's pretty pretty neato. Huh. All right. So your favorite non dance song is, or maybe I shouldn't say song because that's too specific but we can say non-dance genre like nothing edm um i was gonna say led zeppelin yeah. okay if that's like i mean i, I led like zeppelin. that what's your favorite zeppelin song i really don't have i love them all like they're so good i could listen to them a hundred million times and never see get tired i have of them. albums i think a lot of zeppelin fans answer and to be honest classic rock fans in general answer questions <laughs> that way well okay because back in the day you know i don't have a favorite song their whole this album, well, because mm. back in the day, people An album was a was a was a thing. Yeah, it was a you, piece of work. when you would when you listen to music, which this is why I like kind of embrace having a record player because it forces you to listen to music the way you were supposed to make like make and listen to it. Like it's an experience. You sit down, you and put it on it all the way through. Mm-hmm. You, you enjoy listen, it. You listen to the whole thing as one thing, and so that that's why it's like I I, I can't. I'm not that guy that can like listen to a song. I want to hear the album. Like I'm going to listen to this album today, and this, you know, and when it's over, I'll pick a different album. Right. You know? It's but. important to do that because I think on the pop aspect, you'll see a song get very popular, and then you won't. Not enough people take the time to just listen to the whole album and realize that maybe two or three songs on that album are actually better than mm-hmm. the most popular song that came out as a single. Correct. For so-called artist and then the one that you liked the best yeah. might become popular as a single six months later yeah you know or something like that it's like yeah. the new kanye album i don't really think any of the singles stand up i think there was two i don't really think they stand on their own but the album is amazing yeah the album as a has whole. all is really good yeah but if you take any single song it's kind of weird and you're like mm. oh, this doesn't that's kind of how all of kanye's albums have been yeah. you know aside from his very first one the college dropout hmm <clears throat> That one had a ton of banger that has singles. Bangers <laughs> that just stand out on their own. The rest of them are, you know, the late registration album had a couple of those too, with you know the diamonds are forever song and mm-hmm. all those. There's a couple off of that one, but his album making, no one can dispute how much of a genius he is in putting an album together. I agree. He's so. just a cocky asshole. He's crazy, but well, he's and crazy. He's a genius <laughs> when it comes to putting an, a music album together. So I mean, all right, so. You obviously already divulged who your like favorite uh, artist to go see at a festival. Give us is. that name one more time because I've never heard of them. Sound Tribe Sector Nine. Sound Tribe. A Sector lot. You 9. hear them a lot as STS Nine. Yeah, uh, STS Nine. I've heard STS. Sound Tribe. STS Nine. Okay. That most people in short talk. If you hear someone talking, they say STS Nine. So that's I've you, heard that before. Yeah. A lot of times on even on like I think when you see like the listing of a uh, festival like who's playing they're just labeled as STS nine yeah. they don't even say the whole thing but when they're when they're banging man they are uh, it, they're unparalleled when everything's going off they have a light dude that's all tied in with the band and they're just unparalleled and putting mm. on a, it's like seeing an orchestra I guess it, it, it's like a dance orchestra if that so makes sense. listening to them doesn't really give them justice. Like, just listening? Should I, like, watch and listen at the same time on, like, a there's YouTube Because I'm going to look them up now. There's a, uh, a DVD on YouTube. I think it's called Live as Time Changes. It's a recorded show of them at the Tabernacle. It's mm, pretty fire. I know which one you're okay. talking about. It's I've pretty seen fire. That. I'll look it up. You know who else <clears throat> gets me in that way is, like, Radiohead. Like, the way they... Like those guitar players and stuff will like. Are they start? Do they sound kind of like Radiohead or is it of the same no, genre? No, 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 like, Radiohead. Have you heard of like Humphreys McGee? Yes. They're they're like an electronic, less guitar driven maybe, but they're still pretty guitar heavy. Humphreys McGee. Okay, but like the uh, oh, I lost what I was gonna say. I'm Whatever. sorry. The <laughs> Radiohead guitar. Yeah, Radiohead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Radiohead like like the way they'll start like 
just doing weird noises with their guitar and start getting down the floor and start tweaking all their pedals in weird mm-hmm. ways and getting all these weird like wow you know things started with their pedals yeah like, sound like, did a lot of, they do a lot of samples and uh synth stuff and it's just really interesting when they're really on but sometimes they and they're not bad i'm just not the biggest jammy jam band type dude i'm with you right I like it to be powerful. Yeah, Jamie just gets old. Like you know, widespread. Even Umphreys a little bit. Even though Umphreys is awesome when they do the dueling guitar thing. Have y'all? Has everybody seen Umphreys McGee? It was a long mm-hmm. time ago, dude. Yeah. They're excellent. Like they're not the same experience of Sound Tribe, but the way those two dudes can play the guitar is something else. They are seriously. So when did you first hear about STS? I've never Nine? seen them. I've heard again. That's why I asked oh, if I man. need to watch yeah. STS Nine as well, opposed man. to listen. Even then, to them. you need to like be in the crowd. It's just something, and same with Umphreys, is because they're really good at playing the guitar live, and they're sound live with those dang, they, they're just excellent with the dueling guitars, it's just not the same, it's just, I don't know, it's just not the same. Some bands mm-hmm. are better live, mm-hmm. it's a real thing. Yeah. That's true. What was your question again? Yeah, what, when was the first time you heard STS-9? It doesn't have to be live or anything, but when <laughs> was did you it hear that time? It was at a, um, oh, uh, what's that band? We're going out back tonight. Dude, they were famous for a little bit. They made the Outback song. They had like one other hit. Oh, I don't uh, know. You better edit that out. I have no idea of the <laughs> Outback. Um, uh, of Montreal. They were famous for oh, a little bit. Oh, yeah. And we saw them down in Atlanta before they were famous at all at the uh, that theater that went out of business that was super famous. In Atlanta? Uh, yeah. Um, everyone loved it like the carousel or something like that oh yeah that's what it was so, it was yeah, like so before the tabernacle's still there yeah that it's the other one balling and we saw them and on the way home my friend put us a, a sound tribe cd in the car and it's all weird and trippy and glitch hoppy sounding on their cds and we we're like is this a dj is this what is this and he's like they're coming to town next week let's go and we're like okay hmm. and then i saw him at the bijou and that was really the first time i ever saw him Nice. That would have been a good place to and see And then him, you man. saw him at All Good? I've seen him about 35 times now. But, oh when, you, but when, you saw him at, when you saw him at All Good was when it was like, this is when I'm going to be a DJ. No, the Bijou, the very first time I saw him. Because I had already been to all these different, I'd already been to Bonnaroo, been to all these different festivals, and I've always enjoyed music, but nothing really spoke to me that I was just like, whoa, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Hmm. That's really interesting. Obviously, you have a super deep appreciation for all kinds of music. Yeah, I just You were talking everything. about bangers off of the Kanye West College Dropout album, and then here we are talking about STS-9, so <laughs> yeah, for sure it's, you... Yeah, it's fun. So yeah. is there a genre you don't like, then? No, because, like, really, as long as the crowd's having fun, you get to have fun. So even if you don't... I, I don't really care for 80s. Well, I'll say that. I don't care for playing 80s. But I'll DJ it if it's, like, a 40-something-year-old crowd, <laughs> or like a 25-year reunion or whatever. <laughs> and if everyone's having fun and drinking beer and, like, Hey man, this is awesome! Like, play this next. I'm like, you're gonna right. you're gonna wake mm. me up before you go go. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's fun. Like, we're <laughs> just here to party. As long as we're partying, we're good. Yeah. All right, I kind of lost track on the. I was, we got back on STS nine, but my question was gonna be what what is like your dream group to come that you haven't seen or that you're wanting to see at like in that setting. It sounds stupid, but like I've seen like everyone. I know. I'm with you, man. There's like I have a pretty checked off list like i've seen paul mccartney i hadn't got to do that one that's 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 a good one it was amazing we brought mushrooms and weed and everything we went to washington dc didn't even take it didn't even drink a beer it was just so magical and perfect and pro like it was just like all these old people are crying hugging each other's like <laughs> spouses and we were like holding hands and doing waving them and like giving each other like it was the most positive amazing and Paul's up there, Mr. Sir Paul. He's up there telling stories. Like, we were just sitting in his living room, and he was just playing. He played the electric guitar. He played the mandolin. He played the acoustic guitar. He played the piano. He played his bass. And he might have played some, I mean, he was just switching guitars with his sound dude like it was no thing. Walking around, making jokes, talk, t- talking about the good old days with the Beatles. It, if you ever have a chance to do it, he that man is a treasure. You need to go see him. So I'm, did I'm he sure. have anyone with him, like Ringo, or did the was, Wings come? He or? played, uh, what's the big Wings song? Band on the Run? No, uh, the other one, the huge one. Uh, I was thinking Band on the Run. That's why There's I, one other big one. Well, because it's like key of the story. Uh, what's like uh, Live and Let Die? 
Oh, yeah. He was shredding, living, like, just shredding it, and fireworks were shooting. Yeah, and, like, it was just <laughs> so epic, and fireworks were shooting up everywhere, and they had the screen going. His band was amazing. They, I mean, it was seriously just one of the great. There's a reason why he's the greatest. Like, he is the greatest. Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah, he is the greatest. Didn't that disappoint you a lot whenever he played with Kanye, and everybody was like, who's this old guy? I almost think that's Kanye's. Here's my theory on that. I think that's Kanye's PR company, Engineering Outrage. Really? You think so? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. They're that good you at say that. that. That's. I mean, how else would Kanye? That he thrives on. Like that's I his know. thing. When I was seeing all the just like the just hundreds and of tweets. Does that, that getting... not ring of like, hey, I th- what did he say when he took the trophy from Taylor Swift? Oh, oh just like, something about how your, he thinks your, Beyonce should have won. Your video was good, but, or but your album was good, but she had the best album ever. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like that's like controversy. But that's Kanye. He was also two bottles of Hennessy deep, you know, so I'm sure that wasn't it. See, but. I like his collabs with Paul McCartney. I do too. They're great. Well, I don't like when people say they don't know him because I Paul McCartney's a no, legend. There's no way anyone can't know who Paul McCartney yeah. is. There, dude, that's I all, saw so many. Like, you know, of course, it was just one of those. Like, dude, I talked to a guy at work the other day that didn't know who Bruce Springsteen was. He's 23 years old. But he could probably sing Born in the USA. But see, I bet he could be 33 and still not know, because who doesn't know that? Like, as a grown-ass grown, grown ass man. Come on. Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> I've seen him, too. Oh, wow. Oh, really? That would be someone the E Street really Band or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, E Street, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, on, on to the next one. Would you rather your shirt sizes always, and this is always, would, they, would you rather them always be two sizes too big or one size too small? Two sizes too big why gotta get that comfort on <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're not into the schmedium look no i don't need my armpits rub raw right <laughs> that's a good way to put it <laughs> got another one of those would you rather go to jail for four years for something you didn't do or always live in fear of being caught for something you did definitely the latter live in fear oh yeah be able to sleep at night okay absolutely yeah it's that's like, not I, saying I can, that you wouldn't never be caught i can run real fast <laughs> That means I can get away. You yeah. wouldn't. You wouldn't just do your time. I didn't do it. Okay. And if I did, I was not going to admit. It. I'm still going to try to get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be able to see ten minutes into your own future, or be able to see someone else's future? Anyone but yours. Like the next ten minutes, or habitually? Just the next ten minutes. I don't really care about it. Not just once, but you could always see 10 minutes. Oh, always see 10 minutes? For yourself? For myself? Or you could always see the future of someone else? For sure. I want to see if I'm about to die next. And you would be worried about that every 10 minutes? (laughs) Well, I mean, if someone's out to get me. (laughs) Wait a minute. Well, I'm going going big wall climbing this weekend, and honestly, I would like to know. (laughs) Okay, well, that's actually, man, that's two for two. So if you ever tell me that I suck at segues, this is another great one. Uh. All right? So (laughs) would you rather know how you're gonna die or when you're gonna die when that's me what too. i said how doesn't matter you're dead either way correct i gotta no matter I, what you're give dead me, give me a date and i'll I mean, start checking bucket list i don't want to know it well. and especially if you knew you were gonna die like a gruesome awful death you don't want to know that no that's <laughs> awful right. but see like the way i look at it is if i am supposed to die with something chopping my head off if i know the date that's gonna happen then I'm going to be sitting at home when but it you, happens. But, you, but it's the either or. It's like you don't know. It's like a where's an electron? No, but that's the thing. Like no, no, no. It doesn't you know, matter if you how. Know, yeah, if you know how, you're not. You don't know when. Yeah. But if, no, no, no. But I'm, what I'm saying is, if I know when, it doesn't matter how. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Just so my head just, could get chopped off, or I could, you know, trip and fall down the stairs and break you my just neck. Walk down the stairs slowly and go lay in an open field until the day's over. And right. See what's up after <laughs> that. A poisonous snake will slither up and bite me. Yeah, you that's know? true. You get struck a, by lightning. A comet will hit you. Yeah, it's gonna cool. happen. You've yeah. t- you and I have talked about linear timeline. There is only one future, so that's it, it will happen. There's I think one. that's what disproves time travel, honestly. Is that there's only one... Where one. are they? Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. to get into this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they existed, they'd be here. Yeah. Okay, I got one. Ready? What's the weirdest thing you ever found at a festival? Ooh. Oh, this is perfect. Me and my friend were talking about this. I wish he could have come. So we were at this festival called Boom Booty Wah. It's in Ducktown, Tennessee. Yeah, right I've heard of it. I know where Ducktown it's, is. It's pretty fun. It's right near the Ocoee. Yeah. And uh, I drove through it on my way to the casino once. Yeah, yeah. And in Murphy. It's a horrible way to drive there. Yes, terrible because I got lost at <laughs> yeah. like ten thirty at night. Yeah, and awful. it was 
It's way easier to go the interstate. I learned that last time I went to the casino. Go well, 40. not from not from Sweetwater. Oh, okay. Not from where I live. I can just anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think I was guiding, and that's why we we went up there, and I don't remember exactly. We went. It was fun. We had a big ass tent. We were chilling, and we were walking around looking for some things to lighten our mood. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're walking, there was a shakedown street basically, and there was an old crazy hippie dude in a VW van, like all sprawled out in the back. We were like, hey man, he's like, can I talk about this stuff? Yeah. He's like, hey man, you guys want some doses? We were like, ah, yeah, sure, we'll take some. You got anything else? And he's like, yeah, I got some mushrooms. And he pulls out, no shit, like five pound bag of mushrooms. This this dude is twisted. His eyes are... He looks like an anime person. His eyes are so big. His pupils. <laughs> so he, we get like a quarter from him or something like that. I don't even remember. And he's like, oh, you got a good one. So we eat the mushrooms. And then just a little bit, not a crazy amount, you know. And we're walking through the wood. We watch some music. And then we're walking. There's all these little trails. It's basically like a little homestead farm in the woods. Sort of like here, imagine if you had trails all in the woods. Mm-hmm. And we're walking, feeling enlightened, having a blast, laugh, giggling like schoolboys. And we both stop. And my friend was like, are those mushrooms glowing? <laughs> and I was like, I think, I think they are. <laughs> so we get close to this tree and there's these comical looking, like, you know, like, uh, the glow on a watch. What is it called? Like oh, indiglo, indiglo, indiglo yeah. green, little perfect cartoon looking mushrooms growing out the side of a tree. And they're glowing indiglo in the night. We were like, what? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, this isn't real. So we're looking at it, and, he, and we were like, let's peel some off and stick it in our hands and look through a little hole and see if it's still glowing. Because if it is, that means, and we both see it, yeah. means that it's probably real. You become real. a scientist when you're Yeah, on yeah, we're like doing all these tests on it to Absolutely. see if they're really glowing. Absolutely. And they are really glowing, and we were like, what in the world? So then we run back to the main festival, and we're like, we found glowing mushrooms. And everyone was like, no, you didn't. They're in our pocket. We pull them out and show like all these other crazy enlightened people. And they're just like, no way, what? And then we were like showing everybody. We had a handful of these glowing mushrooms. We get home, type it in. They're called Foxfire mushrooms, and they totally exist. <laughs> are they what? Com- are they common? Uh, they're not. I've seen them since. They're not uncommon. They grow out of the side of trees, though. Yeah, me, I mean, I believe you. I'm they're gonna, just. A, I want to make a, sure they're called fox. They're called something like that. They're just like a oh, naturally bioluminescent. Hey, yeah, they're wait. like a little. Hey, we're not the Trump campaign. People aren't going to fact check no, us. I just we'll go with fox. Well, in mushroom. case someone else wants to look them up, I you know. Well, it, they'll they'll get the the point that it's a. They can just Google glowing mushroom. No, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, see those. Fox they looked exactly what? like that. They looked exactly what? like that. And oh. that was that was is while that not, you were is that not mind blowing in an enlightened state? Look at this. So it was really confusing. So, we were like, "Are we seeing things?" Or like, yeah, yeah. You don't know if you're hallucinating or not. Yeah, that's pretty awesome right there. Wow. And it was pitch black, and you know how crazy it can be when everything's pitch black. It wow. was it was fun. It was crazy. Oh, you can see things that aren't glowing glow. Yeah. So when you see something glowing, you I can totally get your whoa. And that's why we had to like do all the scientific deductions on what was going on here so all right speaking of finding glowing magic mushrooms maybe magic maybe not there were some magic mushrooms somewhere in that story but first to would you rather be first to explore a planet or first to cure a deadly disease um first to explore a planet you're an explorer yeah and i also think explorers give hope to others i don't think necessarily exploration in itself is just like a singular act but I don't know if anyone saw, but Alex Honnold climbed El Capitan without yep. a rope this weekend. Mm-hmm. If you would have was... asked me last Friday, I would say that is absolutely impossible. There's no way anyone can ever do that. And he did it. And he's done all these other crazy things. And it gives, like, you know, you look at him and he's just like, I mean, I just did what I had to do. You know, I just woke <laughs> up every morning and trained. Like, what you have to... He said, you know, kids, it just took me four hours with a couple years of training. So, I mean, like that... And just... also risking your life... Yeah, putting it time. all on the line, trusting yeah. yourself that much. But it's not just a singular. It's like when Tommy Caldwell and uh, Kevin Jorgensen climbed the Dawn Wall, they said everybody has a Dawn Wall. It's not just a, just a piece of rock. It's like this insurmountable goal that really is surmountable. And I mm. think that's what explorers show you. I think that's why they're important. They also drive the imagination of younger generations to be something yeah like what's possible like yeah i mean absolutely. it's impossible until the explorer does it yeah 
This is true. <laughs> That's what's so beautiful about it. Yeah. Because it seems pointless and like empty and like, what's the point? Why? Who cares about climbing a stupid rock without a rope? But really, there's way more to it than, than just that, in my opinion. So you would rather be the first to go to Mars than to cure cancer? Yeah, because I think going to Mars, you would hopefully inspire because that's a more direct way to ask that question yeah i guess i mean that's that's a that's a i guess curing cancer well the deadly disease yeah we'll give hope but i don't know know, that's tough you know i I want to cure cancer yeah i do too (laughs) but i I think that's a natural it's not supposed to be an easy way and the first way if you ask it without specifics it's easier to say oh yeah i'd rather explore a planet but if i say okay so you'd rather go to mars than cure but I think it's bigger than just going to Mars, but that is a big thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, we need to be a multi, multi-planet multi species. You'd have to think of whatever we're closer to right now. So are we closer to fixing this in medicine, or are we what closer to... I don't know. I think I think I might... I think I might explore. You? Explore. What are your reasons? Only because I think we're closer in some things medicinally. I think... Um, the cure for cancer is closer than Mars? Yeah, I do. I do think so. I actually do think cure for cancer. It may already be out there. That's another myth. But if you, if you think maybe twenty years ago or twenty five years ago, there are certain things that weren't curable that now are because kids are vaccinated for them. So I've I, 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 I disagree. I think there are some things with exploration that aren't me. as aren't as close right now. That's my answer. I mean, I, Elon I, Musk is talking twenty thirty sending people to mars that's 13 years from now i think we'll have a cure cure for cancer by then i don't or at least for some some cancers because they're so varied you know it's not just like a singular yeah like there's plenty of cancers that there are totally 100 percent treatable and it's just on a spectrum and it's just a matter of how much of the spectrum can malcolm's point is very valid though right and we are we're definitely there's more people trying to make advancements and i don't i don't want that to sound though like Oh, I don't care about so and so with all, diabetes uh, no, or so and so with skin cancer. No, but it's almost like, like a long. I'll put that aside for now. It's like a yeah. long shot invest or cost benefit type thing because, like, if you cured cancer, the cost benefit on the short term is way is way bigger. But hopefully, if humankind continues the way we're going, being the establishing the first you know Mars yeah. colony, that should in the greater good give us way more in the long term. It, what it'll think. do is it'll cause yeah. a giant war. <laughs> it'll, it'll cause a giant yeah. race well, another Mars, one and it'll cause a giant war well and... if it's a cold war that's okay well a cold yeah. cold war to mars we're good it's gonna be a war <laughs> some sort anyway would you um did you ask that no i'm about to actually you hit it so if you had to control one or the other you have to control one of the two things it's either machines or animals which one would you control with your mind machines all of them all machines? Yeah, all machines are all animals. Like any machine that you wanted to control, you could control. Or any animal you wanted to control, not humans. I'm going to have to go for machines because then I can build that Mars base. <laughs> with his mind. Yeah, with my mind. Hayden, which one would you choose? Uh, machines, yeah. Hmm. You know, because well, the thing about it's machines... Easy, easier to You can already control a machine with your hands, but... So it's just easier to do it with your mind. Most machines that are most effective already have utilized nature in their design. A lot of our most effective machines already have like natural arches and angles and things that we like airplanes, you know, bird wings already did that. You know, all we did was take that idea yeah. away from nature like that's hmm. So I think I would say with machines. It'd be pretty cool to be able to fly a plane with your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty I mean, freaking fighter pilots basically can these days, like with the stuff that they've got. So one more control question. Would you rather have total control over fire or water? Well, water is ultimately the more powerful force. So. But being able to shoot fire out of your hands would be pretty oh, cool. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, hmm. Actually, ooh. I, I would go with water, and here's why. I could stop floods. I could, like, you know, save a bunch of lives and infrastructure with floods. And then if there are fires, I Correct. could put those some bitches out with mm. all the water powers. Correct. That's 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 absolutely 100%. So, like, if I had water powers. 100%. <laughs> so, like, when I was watching Severeville burn down Gatlinburg, if I had water powers, I'd psh- Yep. From your hands. That's it. Just like that. Done. Or you could even just. Over. Catastrophe averted call it from the rivers 
Yeah, I would be in water. bed. I'd be in bed. I'd Go. be like, oh, no, there's a fire. Done. Water. It's over with. Didn't even have to do anything. <laughs> Just let me locate the nearest river in yeah. my mind. Probably really control fast. rain clouds at the same time. Yeah, like too. rain come over here. Shoot down on this for me. Quit blowing the wind so much. Would you rather live without internet or live without air conditioner and heat? Inter- I, I'd rather not have heat and air conditioning. Really? I love the internet. Really? <laughs> love the internet. Wow. Would you prefer the internet to be the way that it is or a place that you could go? Like the mall. Oh, no. The way that it is. Of course. So you're an anonymous internet person? Absolutely. Yeah. I can sit in the comfort of my own home, not be around the filthy masses. Can you imagine if the internet was a place you could go? Oh, no. I wouldn't want to. The filth? I'm glad that you said the filthy masses. I wouldn't want to. Do you own any Bitcoin? Negative. I wish I did. Me too. It was 1600 like three weeks ago, and it's 2800 now. Yeah. (laughs) My goodness. I was talking to my dad about it. I mean... Let's find a Bitcoin dude. Let's find one. I don't think. I think it's a big scam at this point. There's so many. The there's like a percentage of all these fees you have to pay to do all this. There's so much. I think the exchangers make all the money, Hmm. and that it's just a big balloon ready to pop at this point. They're twenty. They started at like ten cents. Mm -hmm. Now they're twenty eight hundred. We talked about Bitcoin on one of our episodes. He brought it up and told us the whole stock market trajectory. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Up forty four thousand percent. Yeah. And the way it all works is mind-blowingly confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't get it. We don't get it. All right. I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. What's their, your favorite kind of food to bring with you to a festival? Or do you eat there? I usually, and That'd be some major advice to people who have never been to eat there. That's bring, what I would say the same thing. Bring like $20 of snacks and like five cases of water and some gallons of water and whatnot, some ice stuff. But you you should just buy the food there. Because all your food is either just going to go go bad which is gross or you're gonna be tired and hot you're not gonna want to cook it and right. deal with all that nonsense i saw someone's car burn down to the metal like three <laughs> cars over next to mine because they cooked on a little stupid grill and then their dumbass put the grill back in the car oh, oh no in the back seat when it, i don't even know what they were thinking. like that damn commercial just like that commercial of that football the guy tailgating the mayhem maybe that's oh, what yeah. happened and then she burnt the car down. And oh it's just not God. even worth the mess of dealing and having to touch patty meat when you're gross and that. Just go to the hippie food stand, pay $10. You only eat like one meal a day anyway. And then just eat that. That's that's my mm. advice for that. Yeah, that. And enjoy the delicacies of hippies and whatnot. And also the delicacies of hippies. <laughs> no, it's true though. You And the aroma. So yeah. since you answered that way, initially I had phrased that that question is what was your favorite food truck food you ever got oh, from one of those places they all run together but you know just like the rice pita type uh, random stuff i love the corn dogs hmm. yeah i mean corn dogs uh, like just anything really it's all good but that's the thing you don't have to man mess stop it i'm it. starving i need a corn dog <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, right that's what i would do um what, let me see hey <laughs> here's a good one how many people have you seen boning in public in a festival I don't think any. Really? really? I've been to Bonnaroo once and I saw it twice. Yeah. See, you went back in the day when it was a little crazier. True. I mean, I'm talking two raging. I mean, I I can only imagine what drugs they were on, but raging hippies. If I did, butt I naked remember. in the 103 degree heat. I feel like that's like that's had to have happened, but like, oh man, I don't know. Just not in your line of sight. No, no. Or just, hey, don't feel like you were left out, brother. Like it's not. Like, I, I feel like I am. No. It's going on at every festival. Man, it's going to happen this weekend. I, I guarantee it. It's absolutely going to happen this weekend. Well, I know that I've seen some people yeah. <laughs> like going at it at, uh, at Bonnaroo quite a few times. Out in the open, in a tent. Just, you know, just like, it's usually at dusk or at night or in, in the wee hours of the morning, and they're just off on their doing their thing, and, and you just kind of glance over, and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 those people are going to town right they're now. having fun. Yeah. Yeah. See, mine was in the middle of the afternoon, sun, <laughs> raging, <laughs> just sunburnt, just intense. <clears throat> so yeah. What do, so, what do the people around them do? Watch. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. What, what would you do? Walk away. I w- I just kept on. I just kept it moving. <laughs> no, I'd I just keep, kept it I'd moving. Keep, walk away. No. Okay. It sounded like two gorillas fighting. <laughs> oh my! It's even better. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> oh right, no. Go. What do you got? How am I supposed to go to the next question? Just, you're that? just supposed to. 
gracefully. Okay, so segue. Come on, I'm gonna I segue try, like I'm gonna a try and wrap this up with just some. This is just going to be some. Give us your best advice. Okay. All right. What should people wear? What should they bring? What should be their main? What's your biggest piece of advice? How many times have you been to Bonnaroo? Probably like five times, give or take. Okay. Or no, probably like six or seven. I've snuck in Bonnaroo five times for sure. <laughs> so you've got. Give us some advice. What do they need to take? Um, bring at least. I'm going to say four 24 packs of water bottles and maybe like another four to eight gallons, depending on how many people are with you. You need way more water than you think. Don't bring that much food. Just get the hippie food, like I said earlier. Um, Make sure you bring like an easy up of some sort. Maybe get the cheap one, not a branded easy up. And then put that in the middle of everyone's campsites. And then get a bunch of blue tarps and build a little sunshade over everyone's tents. Or else you will roast to death yep. first thing in the morning. That's really what kills people. Not being funny is the heat. Being <laughs> trapped in their tents because they didn't put a sunshade because it's too hot. and They zip it up. Yeah, and there's no shade. and It's yep. literally like 90 degrees first thing in the morning. you got to have some shade mm-hmm. to be able to sleep past 8 o'clock, if at all. Um, bring a cooler. With a bunch of ice and freeze a bunch of uh, water bottles, that's, I guess. Yeah, that's a good like, one. And get some block ice as well. Like keep a cooler of just drink ice that doesn't get dirty. And then get some block ice and some other crushed ice to put in your coolers because block ice lasts way longer. Because it's just so hot and merciless the it, sun it is. It is. You really got to have, you got to make shade. Keep just a few things cold. That's why I'm saying don't bring a bunch of food. Just like your beer. Definitely bring your beer. It's too expensive there. Yeah, you don't want that nine dollar beer. Yeah, nonsense. you don't want to buy their water either. Bring more water than less because you can always sell your water on Sunday. You can always sell anything that's good on Sunday that you have extra of. And that goes for liquor, beer, water, simple food, anything like that. Because no one brings enough and it's too expensive. <laughs> you can just sell it to get rid of you it. No, seriously. And then <laughs> also, this is a good tip too. If you want to make some money, just bring a couple bottles of liquor, some mixers, sit on your tailgate for like two or three hours. Just you make know, drinks? Talk to everybody. Sell drinks for $5 a cup. You'll make a ton of money. You'll meet a bunch of friends. It'll be hilarious. It'll, like, add to your experience. It's not working. It's, you know, it's meeting people and, like, get, just being get, a part of it. Yeah, getting yeah. a reason to deal with all these crazy assholes there and everything like that. It's hmm. just a lot of fun. Well, heck yeah, man. That's a really good idea. And that's, I guess that's to my last point is do everything. Don't say no to anything. Like you said, plan stuff out. I say don't plan anything out. You just go wherever the wind blows you and like say hey to everybody. Any crazy person that tries to give you a hug, give them a hug. Like buy some stupid stuff, maybe. Just do something you would not normally do. That's the whole point. It's like a that's what that was me at Bonnaroo. It's the whole. It's not. It's you get to not be you. You get to be I was around. Twenty-two years old the year I went. And that was me. Where the wind blew, that was where I was. And you just get to do whatever you want. There's not many things in life. You just get to float around in this crazy, like-minded atmosphere and do whatever you want to do. You mm-hmm. can do that. Mm-hmm. I'd, nev- what... I'd never even imagined anything like what me I was either. experiencing me at Bonnaroo. That's what, that's what turned me on to it. So I was just like, wait, what? Right. You can just be like this and do whatever you want? Right. Listen to music and hang out with your buddies? That's pretty cool. That's that was kind of me, and so I was kind of the same way. The way you put it, if somebody weird wants to give you a hug, give them a hug. Like I was just wandering. I don't know for like twelve, fourteen hours, yeah, something just, like that. Do, it was probably the, some of the most memorable hours of your life. I some think. of the most self-revealing hours of my life, I think. So I yeah. think that's it's really cool. So speaking of self-revealing, I saw this. I'm going to answer the question that you had about your friend. The craziest story ever. Okay, I was waiting for this. Okay, so I want to tell you the craziest thing I saw <clears throat> at Bonnaroo. Let's hear it. It was an old man. Okay, he was white hair, beer belly. He was old. Okay, so like an old hippie. That's the only I, type I, of old I, people I, that go to those shows. Like a hippie or like a Margaritaville hippie. Margaritaville hippie. Okay. Okay. Like, or actually, you know, I don't even know. He was just a white haired old man. He was. He had no shirt on. He was wearing a pink tutu. And nothing else. I'm talking dong balls out. Right. Okay. Tutus don't cover her. No, no, no. They are very see-through. Yeah. Okay. And then he had his front junk garnished with like what looked like gold member style, just like gold flake oh, dude, dust glitter. Awesome. Just plow. Just all over. All <laughs> over. Cool. All over him. <laughs> and he had sunglasses on and sandals and that tutu and the gold all over his junk. And he had a... 
like what looked like a four thousand dollar like fancy SLR high powered shutter camera, and he was just walking around taking pictures of girls. Nice. It was the creepiest. That's, weirdest thing. that was probably hey, the dude you take, from you uh take that back that dude has it figured out <laughs> that was probably the dude from um girls gone wild what was his name oh i don't know but he went Joke to jail something yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah he's he probably undercover now no but i mean seriously think about it you're you're a crazy ass old man who gold plates your junk at festivals with a tutu and you're taking pictures of babes for your spank bank like how much better does it get for him? I don't know, but it was like no, and it, it was one of those things where like, I came back and was telling somebody that like somebody else that had went and it was, it was some girls, and I was telling them I was like, oh my god, I saw how about this, this dude. though. What a genius idea! If he dresses up like that, he can get people to look at him while he takes their picture. Yeah, for so like, like it's people are going to be staring at him because of his for him. attire. I'm not saying it's so, perfect. For normal people, I'm saying it's per like for right. his agenda. If yeah. his agenda is to get people to look at him and, and take take their picture and get their face, uh, how creepy is it for him to just walk up and snap random people's faces? Was, but like he's, was, like he's like looking through his pictures at home. He's like, how do oh, I get people really to stare at me? He's like, oh hmm. yeah, she was really staring at my gold plated junk right yep. there. <laughs> yeah, look at those eyeballs. But I literally was telling the story to like some girls I work with. Like they had also went, and I didn't run into them, but they had also went. And I was bringing this guy up, and they're like, "Oh my god, that guy snuck up behind me at whatever, whatever tent, and was just literally taking pictures of our asses." And I was just like, "Oh my god, like how?" He's a freak. Don't get how, don't get me wrong. So okay, so what what gets you sex offender in a festival? <laughs> like I don't know that there that you can. Yeah, maybe that's like his, that's what I'm saying. It's perfect for him. Oh. I mean, short of like actual sexual assault. I don't yeah, know. As that, long as he doesn't dip the dog. There is anyone. no, there is no like peeping Tom at a music <laughs> festival. Like uh, there was no, no one that was going to get in trouble yeah, for dude, peeping I, Tom when I, I was at Bonnaroo. I bet he just like travels around and spray paints his dick gold and takes pictures of people. Like it was insane. And I bet his defense was that girl over there painted her tits. It's they, different. They, oh, it's totally says, different. Sir, he looked. <laughs> he looked. <laughs> I have pictures to prove it. It's funny, funny. <laughs> so, what about this one? We asked this one to everybody. How do you like your steak? Medium rare. Thank God. There we go. We're evening it it's out. It's getting so much better. Mm. Can you believe out. that there's been people that say, well done? I was about to say, there's some well done ketchup eating sons. Yes, of- exactly. Oh, That's well done ketchup with cheese. Just disrespectful to the cow. Isn't it? <laughs> to it the farmer. In, it died in vain. The whole thing. It's just disrespectful. <laughs> to the cook. The butcher. <laughs> Dogs or cats? I have a sweet kitty cat named Miss Gail Wood. So you would take a cat over a dog? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I really love them the same, but the thing is I live in an apartment, so I can't give a dog what he or she needs. So let's not worry about that. Dogs or cats? I mean, it's a cat, I guess. Cat. Oh. First cat person. You're you, the first I cat. A, I have a cat. and there we He go. might listen to this and you don't want to offend him. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I wish I would have a dog as well. I would like both, but I don't have a yard. I, you know, dogs are horrible when you just pin them up in an apartment. And oh, I know. Not trying to do that. Unless they're super domesticated, but yeah. But even then, like the first couple years is rough, and you're, you just need to be able to lock them outside for a while. <laughs> you seem like, well, what about this? This is kind of my last one. I don't know if you have any more. You no. have any more? <clears throat> What's your favorite cartoon? Um, Definitely the old ones. Like uh, Tom and Jerry, and I guess like Looney Tunes, like old school. There you go, old school Looney Tunes. Nah, yeah, I'm definitely. Did you so, know like Roadrunner and Coyote type yeah, Looney yeah. Tunes you, and Porky I, Pig? I don't know and, if anyone remembers, but there's this cartoon called House of the Future or something like that, hmm. and it's like 50 style, and it's this house and has all these ridiculous things. It's like goes in the kitchen. It's like in the house of tomorrow, they'll be you know, some toaster and then a cat comes out of it or something. And there's like all these ridiculous things and it's like 15 minutes long. And it's a masterpiece in my opinion. Oh, like the it, house it, of the future. It's, it's truly like, oh, it's great. I'll show sure. you guys after it's spectacular. Nice. And as of right now, I believe we hit a record time for one of our episodes. Oh, so uh, oh, yeah, there we go. We're, very we're, cool. We're, we're now, very talkative. We're now in uncharted territory. Thank you, DJ Red, for joining us for the story time rapid fire segment of the show. You're going to be around for three top, maybe a little, maybe uh, not. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, we'll, we'll see. If you yes. get a ditch halfway through, it's cool. Yeah, prior engagements. Yeah. You know, just go with the flow. The al- his alter ego might have some some things to take <laughs> yeah, care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. As always, we love to hear your feedback. Do us a favor and go to your Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and click that like and follow button for all your episode updates and releases. Like us at The Big Red Van Podcast on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Big Red Van Pod. And as always, you can just send us an old fashioned email at The Big Red Van Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and it means the world. Just share us with a friend.